I decided that I will join the public sector at executive level where I can be able to make decisions. Hello, uh, my name is Mpomo Kapili. I am a CASA and I'm a member of uh, South African Institute for Chartered Accountants. I am currently a CEO of an energy and water sector education and training authority in South Africa. And we are responsible for ensuring capacity building um, for the energy and the water sector. What did the world look like to me at the age of three, four? And what was my definition of success? And what did I want to be? At the age of three, four, probably the world looked like a world of playground where anything is possible, where I can be wherever I want to be and do whatever I want to be. Success potentially, growing up in a village, success was probably one day being married. I went to school in a village, in a little village called Denugana. It's in the northwest province in South Africa. Primary school, every day you walk about eight kilometers back to school and eight kilometers back. Really normal and um, I had access to education, but obviously during the time, in the, pre-1994, it was before we were free. Um, we had limitations of what we study. That time, obviously, didn't know. But really, I was a, a top achiever in school. So uh, school to me was really fun. Uh, beyond primary schooling, I moved to Johannesburg. Now this is post-apartheid. School became a challenge. I moved into a town where English was the predominant language and I could not speak English. And really struggled merging within a I wanted city life, coming from a village where that little dream of anything is possible starting to be dim. That was my uh, schooling in high school. I sort of in my high schooling never really belonged because my mom was a domestic worker and a number of people that were in that school had, uh, I'm going to call it formal job, their parents had formal jobs, so you never really belonged. You don't have the best clothes, um, but I, and you're a top student, so you belong nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, schooling was, it was fun, I must say, it was fun and but not always having a sense of you don't belong here, you don't speak the language as good as you should be, you don't have the right clothes, you probably don't even stay in the areas where everyone else is staying. Um, but yeah, I was a top achiever is what I remember. So post-school, obviously when you finish school and your parents are domestic workers, there's no money to take you to university. So when I finished matric, my parents were done. They said, well done, go find a job. But I had a bigger dream. I knew that I am not destined for working as a waitress or just getting a job. So uh, post-school, I was the valedictorian in school, which means the best matriculant. I wanted to be an engineer. I don't know if I wanted to be an engineer, but it was also trying to be different. Everyone was, being, was doing accounting and I was not about to apply where everyone else is applying. So I applied for mining engineering and I also am a, I've got a flair for design and I wanted to be an architect. So I went to apply to VIRTS, to a university in South Africa, but I didn't have the funding. They accepted me, I didn't have the funding, and I didn't get a bursary. And I asked my dad if they could ask, if he could ask his employer to fund me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and obviously, uh, employers white, if you're black, you don't have the guts to ask. So my dad was not about to go ask his employer for funding for, uh, for the daughter. So I 
thought I had the courage and I took matters into my own hands and I collected my results and I went to his employer uh, myself and I came back with funding for school. And that's how I went to university. Well, I had applied for mining engineering and I was very tiny and I had interviews. They said I was just never going to make it as a mining engineer. There were not a lot of women doing it at the time, obviously. Yeah. So I got funding to go study and it was for mining engineering. I got to university and I went on the queue to register for mining and the people did not look like me. There was a lot of men, not a single woman, older men. So I ditched that queue and I went to register for something else. <laughs> I registered for architecture. I did architecture for a year. I still do design. I do have some structures that are standing. I'm currently busy with one project where I've designed it and I'm doing, I'm constructing it. Uh, but I did architecture for a year. I went back for second year. I realized that my mind is not geared for, I think your building looks nice. I think your building doesn't work. I think I accept it. I'm more structured. And I said, let me find the easiest course because I've already done one year and wasted money. Let me find the easiest course. And I went to do accounting. <laughs> and I didn't, know, I didn't know anything about chartered accountant. I studied accounting, I passed well, and in the second year, we had uh, w sort of work exposure at one firm at Ernst & Young, at the time EY, and that's where I found out about chartered accountants. So I went to uh, EY, I did my articles at EY, Ernst & Young, and in that space, uh, obviously, there's a, a number of you that come in as trainees and you all going through the same process of you getting you allocated to clients, you are waiting for a three year and then beyond three years, you are qualified CAU, right? Couple of exams. Um, in that space, I also sense another sense of not belonging in that space where I come in and I wanted, I had a desire to serve and I could not link being a CA with serving. I did uh, simultaneously, I did a diploma in theology and which I, for me was that I wanted to use my gifts to serve others so that I can impact other people's lives. Um, and when I qualified, I said, how do I, I might not be made to preach on the pulpit, but how do I, and the message in the pulpit for me is love and building others and creating a better working world for people. And so the question was, how do I use my qualification to serve others? and therefore I wanted to join the public sector. In South Africa, a chartered accountant does not join the public sector at the time because it's seen that you are not ambitious. Um, you are not as ambitious as those who want to join private equity firms, those who want to join the investment banking. So I was having that conversation alone. Amongst my peers, I was the only one wanting to join public sector. Another space where you feel a sense of not belonging, but uh, again, courage um, says, do what you need to do and what you want to do. Um, so in the early stages of chartered accountants, I realized that when I qualify, the qualification does not make me. It's just an access into a different world. So I wanted to access that public sector space. So as I was qualifying, I made sure that I get clients that are going to expose me to the public sector, build networks that are going to expose me to the public sector, get an understanding of what's in the public sector while I'm doing my articles, so that when I get in, at least I know what I'm in for. And that's where I learned the real challenges in the public sector. And I realized that I can't change a lot of things from, I couldn't change a lot of things from outside. I could play an advisory role, but the real challenge was at implementation. So, um, I, yeah, as I was in the early stages, really, it's about 
how do you collect knowledge so that I ready myself that once I have the CASA um, um, uh, credential, I know that I can open a door. It might open a door for me, but I need brains to remain in those rooms. So how have I been able to make a difference with, for me being as a CA, uh, as a chartered accountant? The first thing, while I was in the firm, I was an advocate for public sector. Um, in a firm where we're talking a lot of private sector, we're talking about uh, get into banks, and there's nothing wrong with getting into banks, get into big firms. I started running sessions on teaching people on the bay what's happening in the public sector and instantly allowed me i trained people on public sector legislation um, i trained even uh, supervisors on public sector legislation and for me that was to build a foundation of young people who can might not be today when they leave um, um, uh, when they leave the firms after training when they qualify who understand what's happening within the public sector and at least are capacitated with the basis of legislation from an accounting standards are also trained in uh, public sector accounting standards um, so that they can go in and also multiply their efforts so currently I'm a CEO of an energy and water training authority I realized that because of the view not view, only view the corruption and the difficult to impact and uh, the, sec the public sector, I decided that I will join the public sector at executive level where I can be able to make decisions. Um, and that's what also I mean, I've been advising others. So I went in as a chief financial officer where I knew where we talk about corruption often is in the finance space and procurement space where I'll be able to put policies in place that are directing the organization the right, the, 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 the right direction. And I became a CEO in that organization and my responsibility is to ensure that the energy sector and the water sector has the right capacity specifically in South Africa and Africa right now where we are transitioning to clean energy at the backdrop of the developing challenges we have in our country. We run the risk of Africa trying to move at the pace of industrialized um, countries, trying to move at the pace of countries that have developed on fossil fuel and industrialized. And uh, unfortunately, that's where we are. I'm seeing a role that I can play in that space. How do you ensure from a policy perspective, um, when we talk about a just energy transition, that element of just is including everyone, which means everyone has the right capacity from a training skills perspective to be able to drive their own transition in the energy sector. What would make me happy is a growing, for me, young people who are professional and their professionalism is not for themselves, but it's for the communities that they live in.